hunting, fishing, and all things outdoors. It's not just a hobby, it's a lifestyle. Welcome to the Green Top Outdoors podcast with your host, Hunter Brooks. Welcome to this week's episode of the Green Top Outdoors podcast. Man, we got a motley crew on this one. To my right is Frankie Sharp. Frankie, how are you? I'm fine, Hunter. How are you today? I'm doing good, man. How long have you been with Green Top, Frankie? Uh, 35 years. 35 years. God damn it. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> to his right is the one and only Mike Gardner. Mike, how long have you been with Green Top? Uh, about 20 years now. 20 years. Yeah. Patrick Holmes. To his right? Uh, yes, sir. I've been here 31 years. 31 years. And then the one, the only, Travis Barrett. How you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you? We're good. Today is special, and we've got a special group of people for this. We're going to decide on what the most or the greatest revolver is of all time. I know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not opinionated or anything. <laughs> but we've got, uh, we did this, we've done this before with other firearms iconic firearms and we did the best was it the greatest shotgun of all time didn't we do yeah. that travis yeah, yeah we, we were did. there for that one uh it's a bracket style we've narrowed it down to is it 24 i believe it is mm, i went to public school oh. right man <laughs> yeah. 24 revolvers that we're going to take you through each and every matchup and we're going to discuss um a little bit about each one but we're going to take you to the who, who's going to be the finalist uh this is it's some good ones in here and we've got some honorable mentions we're going to talk about first or should or or do you want to go through each each seated uh, revolver? Yeah, we better we better pick the winner and then give honorable mentions. Okay, we'll because do honorable mentions later. Really probably lost. start. Yeah. If we yeah. don't, you know, they're going to have their feelings hurt. You know? Yeah, we don't want to offend anybody. Oh, no, not at all. No. Yeah. No. Where should we start, guys? Right at the top. Which bracket do you want to start in? Oh, let's just start at the top because we've got the the, uh, the eight and the nine seed and the ten and the seven seed in the top part. So, uh, Travis, eight and nine seed, what we got? You got the Smith twenty seven twenty eight, which is a in frame large frame three fifty seven versus the Combat Masterpiece Smith and Wesson. Tough matchup. There's a lot of Smith in this tournament. And also, the Combat Masterpiece is a K frame, right, Travis? Yes. Yeah. So you got an in frame versus a K frame. Yes. Big versus small. Okay. Smaller. 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 Maybe. Then you got um, and you but they're both six shooters, right? Yeah. They're, Originally. Mm-hmm. And barrel lengths are usually four and six on either one. Typically, but there are some extra, some actually some rare, rare barrel lengths as far as on the twenty sevens. Yeah, they did those in five and eight and three eighths. Didn't they also do a three inch one? Uh, yeah, I want to say three, three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're both rare guns. You don't see it. Well, you see a fair amount of twenty sevens and twenty eights, but clean combat masterpieces. I don't know. We just don't see too many of those. So we got to go around. We got to figure out which one's gonna go to the move on to the next round to take on the one, the number one seated Colt Python. We'll start with you, Travis. Uh, my vote would be for the combat masterpiece, <clears throat> just for the versatility. You know, you could carry it concealed if you wanted to. It's got a better balance and feel, in my opinion. It's a little more iconic. Patrick? Actually, I'm kind of just the opposite. I'd go with the Smith, the 27-28. The whole idea behind that that gun basically is built on the 44 Magnum frame. You can hand load it super hot. handles all the real Magnum loads uh, without, like, shaking to pieces. It's like a little less recoil, too, man, with a bigger frame. Oh, yeah, it's, it's definitely heavy. Okay, Mike Gardner. I gotta agree. I, I would say the twenty-seven because many times the 
I, I've heard the 27 referred to as their Python. They took the time to make it special. You know, it had the checkered top strap and all that to compete mm. with the Python. So I think it's that's closer to head-to-head. Combat Masterpiece is a great gun, but I think against those two, you got to put the, their two best production against each other. Frankie? I was leaning towards the Combat Masterpiece, but I'm thinking, wasn't the 27 the Highway Patrolman or something like that? 20, 28, 28 was the, the Highway Patrolman. Was the highway patrolman. Yeah, basically the same gun, just with a cheaper finish. Yeah, yeah right. Kind of dressed down Correct. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Something more iconic. I think I'll go with the uh, 27 slash 28. Well, that's three out of five. I guess I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. All those poor policemen that need a hip replacement. <laughs> Carrying that great big revolver. <laughs> Carrying that anchor on their hip. Remember, um, Border Patrol carried the 28, I think, for the longest time. <clears throat> All right, so the 20, Smith 27-28 advances Advanced. to take on the Colt Python at the number one seed. Okay. Below that, we have the 7-10 seed. The 7-seeded Smith & Wesson Model 10 versus the... Uh, the classic Ruger single six. I think it's the only rimfire in this uh, in this uh, tournament. Correct? I think it is. I think it is. Well, because the kit. Well, the one could be. Yeah, the other one well, could be the kit gun. I guess. The well, di- the Diamondback. The Diamondback <clears throat> could be. Yeah, that's that's right. That's right. The Diamondback. As that's a thirty-eight special or twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I'll start this one off. We'll go around. Um, single six model ten. Uh, I got to go with model ten on this, just because the the historical value of it. Now I know the single six is a fa- phenomenal revolver. I do love it because it's what my dad taught me to how to shoot a handgun on. Uh, you could. It's a convertible because you can shoot twenty-two mag, twenty-two long rifle. But I got to go with the model ten. I just feel like that's a. It's just a more iconic gun. Um, bigger caliber. What do you think, Frankie? Oh, uh, the single six is definitely a sentimental favorite of mine because I was the first handgun I ever bought here at Green Top. Um, a lot of kids, I'm sure, started shooting off that little revolver. Mm-hmm. Uh, but probably, I think the Model Ten is more of a iconic move or revolver. So I'm, I'm gonna take the Model Ten as well. Mike Gardner. I agree. Model Ten. Model 10's the the K-frame. It's the basis of so many of Smith and Wesson's super successful revolvers, and those were the same frames used in the the military guns, the M&P 38s. The Victory model. The Victory model. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's right. So I, I got to go Model 10. Patrick, it's not, it doesn't really matter now. Same thing, man. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, it doesn't matter. But Model 10 always gets my vote. Travis. You're going to go single six, aren't you? <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's unfortunate, the matchup, but the Model 10 is just so iconic. Millions and millions used in law enforcement. And like Mike said, it's Military the basis service. on all K-frame. Well, the Model 10 advances. It will go to the next round versus the number two-seated Colt wow. Single Action Army. Ooh. Somebody's getting booted. <laughs> All right, moving down to the bottom part of this tournament, uh, we've got the 8-9 seed uh, Schofield versus the Smith & Wesson Model 15. Travis, we'll start with you on this one. <clears throat> That's a tough one. It depends on what area you like of your firearms. The uh, Schofield... It's kind of in between the single action army and the 1860 army. Model 15, again another iconic K frame. Air Force used them for years. 
I'm going to pick the model 15. Travis goes 15. Patrick. Hmm. Once again, I go against Travis. Uh, <laughs> Schofield. I'm telling you, it's, it's got to be the Schofield. When, who is that guy in the 1800s, the bank robber guy who carried a Schofield? Jesse James. Jesse James carried one, right? He did carry one, I'm pretty That's sure. That's right. He does. You're honoring criminals. Hey, entrepreneurs. Somebody had to test them. That's right. Yeah. Mike? I, I, I'm I, definitely, well, the 15's nice. The Schofield has, has got it all the way. All right. So, two to one, Schofield. Frankie? I'd, wow, that's tough. But I'd, I I do like the Schofield as well. It's a unique piece. Yeah. It really I think, is. Uh, I, I, I like the 15s, but they're just—they've always been very because it's not 357 Magnum. They've always been boring to me, you know. The 15 was the gun that Brody shot the shark with, wasn't it? Remember that? <laughs> Jaws. What about? Remember in Jaws oh, when he was sitting like, there shooting, and Quint said, "What are you doing?" <laughs> or, or either it was a Hooper. Yeah, you are you are correct, sir. <laughs> the 15 is kind of like the 19's little brother. So, correct. Yeah. So he shot. Great yeah. He shot the shark with a 38 special. He did. Remember he put the arsenic in the the first time. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And then the he first time. jumped over shooting at it. I and thought he shot him with like a scuba tank or something. Well, no, no, that no, was no. the grand. No, well, that was end. later. That, that, that was, was his like yeah. fifth attempt. Yeah. This was the first time he saw the shark. Correct. I was little when I watched it. Right. <laughs> well, that's why we're here to walk through it. Well, Sco- oh, all right. So, so the Schofield, the Schofield advances. It feels like the old store. We're having conversations like we used to have at the evenings at the old store when we were when we were bored doing nothing, right? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so Schofield advances. It's taken on the number one seat at Smith and Wesson nineteen slash sixty six. The blues or the stainless gun. What a matchup! Move it down ten seven. Uh, Smith, 1917, 45 revolver uh, versus the Colt Diamondback. The Colt Diamondback could be either the 22 Rimfire or the 38 Special. Um, I'm going to start this off. I'm going to go. I'm going history, baby. I'm going Smith and Wesson, 1917. Uh, it's 45. I mean, I don't know much historical significance of that gun. I'm sure Mike Gardner's going to fill us in on a little something when he gets around to him. Uh, but I'm going Smith 1917. Frankie? I think the 1917 is my vote as well. I mean, Colts are good. I mean, I just – and nice. But I think I'm going with the 17 on that one. It, it kind of feels like we're comparing fried chicken to popcorn as far as like – you know, the, the <laughs> And not even popcorn chicken. Yeah, I mean, because – these guns actually have nothing in common with each other. Right. Zero. That's great. You just ruined the whole thing. You took my line. I just told you, I said, I mean, it is what it is. Mike, you want us to come back to you, buddy? Uh, no, I'm good. Oh, is it my turn? <laughs> yeah, it's your oh, turn. Sorry, I thought it was Patrick's <laughs> turn. The way he kind of just took over. It was kind of, you know. Yeah. Very aggressive. I, I, I'm sorry. Pay attention. I'll, I'll do better. 1917 is a classic, of course. Another U.S. service gun. But really, the only reason it kind of is there is because they couldn't get enough 1911s made. So the Colt made 1917s, and so did Smith & Wesson, to get revolvers in military hands because it was taking longer to make the semi-auto. Where the Diamondback is an absolute little gem. Hmm. You know what I mean? The, the 17s, well, the Smith 17 was a lot prettier than the Colt. Remember, the Colt looks like... You know, got tumbled in the dryer, and then said, "All right, send it out. It's good." Yeah. <laughs> but the Smiths always were more refined, always better looking. Yeah. 
So, but that Diamondback is some kind of sweet. It's like a baby python. It's a baby python. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna go Diamondback in that one. Oh, interesting. Mm, nice. Didn't think he'd go that way. Well played. Well played, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Patrick. All right. Well, I tell you what. I agree with Mike, and so I would definitely go Diamondback. And one of the main reasons is the 1917 took moon clips, and I've refused to have a revolver that takes moon clips. Good point, sir. Because you have to demoon them. That's actually a real word, believe it or not. I didn't know that. Yeah, it is a real there's word. A, there's I believe. a tool called a demooning tool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There is such a thing. Yeah, you can get Ron a ticket else. for it, too. <laughs> well. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so it's 2-2. Two, two. Oh, Travis. 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 Revenge factor here. <laughs> Our first tiebreaker, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. <laughs> I'm with Patrick. I'm going Diamondback. Nice. I hate a moon clip gun. <laughs> 45 should be a semi automatic 1911, not a revolver. <laughs> I like that too. Good point. And like Mike said, it was, it was kind of a backup gun. It wasn't the, the fighting gun of the United States military. So I'll go with the Diamondback. They're big and heavy too. Now that I think about it, okay, we're 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 wrong, Frankie. We lose that one. Can I change my vote? <laughs> <laughs> sure, you can change it now. We're, so Diamondback advances. Uh, it'll take on the number two seated Ruger Blackhawk, and that includes the Super Blackhawk. That's all in one. All right, so let's go back up to the top. Uh, where are we at? Are the, at the number one seed playing back now? to the number one. Yeah, we ought, we ought to come back to that one. <laughs> Um, yeah. Let's go to the four or five seed. The Smith & Wesson 29 versus the Colt Police Positive. I'm going to make a prediction everyone is going to pick, like me, <laughs> the Smith & Wesson Model 29. Do you feel lucky, punk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's not much to... Did I guess six times or only five? <laughs> In all this excitement, I forgot. <laughs> I don't think there's any argument here. We can move on. Let's just go ahead and write in the 29. Police Positive. Police Positive's got some good history to it. It's a nice, neat little gun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's got its. It'll have its hands full in the next round. You wouldn't find one in my collection, but. That's the only thing positive about it. Positive, I won't own it. Well, it was their answer to the Model 10. Yeah, it just wasn't. Nah. Mike, what is that in the middle of the table right there, by the way? That is a fabulous example of a K-frame. Okay. Smith & Wesson 66. Okay. We'll get to Dash that. Dash 2. Nice. Are those combat grips? What do they call those? Those are combat target grips. Hmm. How about that? Combat nice. finger groove target grips. Now, that's Otherwise exciting. known as $200 grips. <laughs> if Terry, if Terry's listening, Terry would have probably thrown those in the trash and put some Hogs or Pac-Mars on it. Right? I did not say that, Terry. That was Hunter Brooks. <laughs> so I did not even bring that up. <laughs> All right, moving on. We got the 29 advancing to the winner of the Colt Python Smith 2728. But let's let's keep going down. Let's let's keep. I want to avoid that one for some reason. Let's move down to the uh, three six seed. The uh, very iconic Smith and Wesson 686 versus the Ruger Red Hawk. Travis, we'll start with you. <laughs> Boy, that's two of my favorites right here. Um, this is a tough matchup, man. It really is because the Red Hawk, you, you kind of <laughs> that encompasses the Super Red Hawk too. Because man, yeah, what a, and the Red what a Hawk, tough gun. you know, the Red Hawk will take hotter loads than the Smith supposedly. You know, 
Yeah, it's forty. It, it, it's it's a heavier duty gun. That's why you know yeah. they come out with it. Which of course Ruger overbuilds everything. You're never gonna blow one of them up. The uh, six eighty six is just that's Smith and Wesson's version of the Python. It's iconic. I'm going six eighty six. Good choice. Good choice. I tell you what, um, I'm going six eighty six as well. Uh, my personal opinion: if you could only ever own one handgun, just one. It'd be a Smith and Wesson six eighty six and three fifty seven Magnum four inch barrel, definitely. Wow, six shot or seven shot? Six. Got to be six. Yeah, seven. Come no, on. no, man, come on. Seven. Yeah, don't nobody have no blue hair at this table. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I, I've got to also go six eighty six. Uh oh, six eighty six. You remember the when the Red Hawk first came out? It it came out as a three fifty seven. That's right. Yeah. You remember that cylinder and that thing? It, it was like three and a half pounds was just a cylinder. Giant. Yeah. It was a beast. But and you're right, you never blow it up. You but, could cram as much powder in that casing oh. and stuff a bullet on top and it just yeah. eat. Absolutely. But, but they still, you know, but they did some different calibers in the Red Hawk too. They did forty five long colt, forty one Magnum, which is another rare mm-hmm. one. Sure. Um the four fifty four Casul eventually came out. The didn't, uh, didn't they do a ten millimeter? Ten millimeter. Yeah. Four eighty Ruger. Remember that? Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quick story on Ruger and how tough they are, and y'all probably remember this. We sold a lady a SP-101, which is their small frame. Oh, yeah, little five-shot. She bought it, come back about three hours later, said, this gun won't hit anything. I shot it three times, can't even hit the paper. Now the cylinder's locked up. We look at the gun. It's got three bullets lodged in the barrel. She only shot one that. behind yeah. the other, behind the Holy other. Holy cow. She bought reloads at a range, yeah. And never messed the gun up. The gun our range, y'all. So that's a testament range. to how tough a Ruger <laughs> revolver is. Yeah, this was back in the this wow, back in early 2000s. Yeah. forgot Somebody all about that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the not gun. that we recommend that, but. That's insane. They're built tough, man. Yeah. Good thing she had bought a Ruger that day because that's probably the only one that would have held up to Yes. That. I would agree. Absolutely. So I guess the 686. It's 3-0, right? Yeah. Overkill. I'm taking the 686 oh, as well. I'm following you. I'm going 686. I like the Ruger Red Hawk. I've always had a thing for it. They're, they're really nice, but uh, I, I, the 686, I'm with Patrick. I think if you're going to own like one handgun it's a, and if it's going to be a revolver, that's going to be the one to get. Or 586, the blued version, which, which initially came out before the 686. All Very right, good. 686 advances. Okay, above them, um, this is quite a uh, duo. Colt Single Action Army versus the Smith & Wesson Model 10. Mm. 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 Oh. Mm. Cowboy versus law enforcement. That's oh right. Goodness. Uh, I'll I start sure it off. Actually, I'll tell you what. We'll start. Mike, you start it off this oh, time. I'm going to start it. <laughs> <laughs> as, as much as I appreciate the Model 10, iconic is the Colt Single Action Army. Just about anybody in the world, if you held up a picture, you could say, what is that? And they would go, oh, that's a cold peacemaker. I mean, anybody, you could be at the produce section in the grocery store, and lady thumping the melons is going to go, oh, that's a, that's a peacemaker. That's Matt Dillon's gun. So that gun is recognized. I have to meet this by lady. everybody. Oh, yeah. Thumping melons? Oh, she was thumping. <laughs> Did they ask you to leave? <laughs> uh, no, no. Um but because I had a picture of the single action army, they were a little bit afraid of me. So they were. He just, kept crashing his cart into all the other ladies' carts. <laughs> Is that a cold single action army in your pocket? 
But definitely single action army. Okay. Gotta be. Uh, let's who, who's next? Pa- Patrick. Go ahead. Uh, definitely, definitely the Colt. Single action army. I tell you what, you know, all the old Western movies you used to watch and TV shows. I mean, like the Cisco Kid. Remember that one? Yes, oh, yeah. uh, Poncho, oh, yeah. whatever. I mean, all those Cheyenne, guys. Gunsmoke, all, those. all of them. Yeah, all yeah. those guys. That's what they had. I mean, it was the Magnificent it, Seven. Right. It's oh just it's God. it's an American classic, man. It's been copied by everybody because it's good, and they still make it to this day, which is incredible. Yep. You know, and if you notice, the Ruger the Ruger Vaquero did not make this list. Correct. Because neither did a Uberti or anything else. Because everything was modeled after. That Colt, Correct. so therefore, right. sorry. As you, successful as Ruger's I mean, Blackhawk is, you right. get a shout it, out it because they're they're exactly like they're the nice. Colt they're nice. Now. They're nice copies of the Colt, but Correct. It's, and, not a, it's, not it's not a Colt. It's not a Colt. No, the Colt came out in 1873. All right, and you start doing the math, which I can't do in my head, but uh, almost was it 150 years ago? Yeah. yeah, and not that they do a lot of them, but they still make. They, they the still gun. make it. One hundred and fifty years later, they're still making that that same. It's gun. still super desirable too. They don't yeah. last when we get them in. They're mm-hmm. they're sold. Very and one reason, like Hunter was talking about the other guns, people <clears throat> buy those to shoot. Not many people shoot their Colts if they do. Not very much, just because they don't want to wear it out. Yeah. Yep, that goes goes in the cabinet. That's right. And they get it. It's a pride and joy piece as much as anything. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm going single action army too. Yeah. All right. Five nothing. Sorry, model ten. Exactly. Colt single action. Yeah. Man, this is really shaping up to be a Colt Smith thing going on. Yeah, it? it's looking that way. All right, go to the very bottom. To another Colt and Smith com. Colt Detective Special. They're small frame versus uh, Smith J frames, which is a th- either a thirty six or a sixty. The Battle of the Small Frames. Hmm. Travis, you start this one off. Man. They're both nice. Well, the Detective Special slash Cobra, it's got an advantage being six shot. The Smith 36, it's got the name Chief Special. It's like the original carry gun, detective gun. Personally, I'd, I'd take the Smith. I'm a Smith revolver guy over Colt. I, I, I vote for the 36. Frankie? Yeah, I think I am too. I'm more of a Smith revolver person. Uh, I think a little bit of bias is coming through on some of these. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, Colts are great. Absolutely. But uh, I've just liked the way the Smith feels over the Colt. I would go with the 36 myself. Well, I think the 36 and the 60 spawned other models. Oh, yeah. They're still in production today. The detect, I mean, the detective special is not. Um, you know, you got air weights now. You got scandiums. You got so many different models. Oh, it's huge. Uh, you got uh, anything from rimfire to three twenty seven federal to you know twenty magnum. You had the all bodyguard series back in yeah. the day, and then the hammerless centennial style. Yeah, it's uh, still that, our most popular that model revolver. Yeah, that model is just a, uh, you know. It's responsible for the, the the everything they have now and before, you know. So uh, I'm going Smith, thirty six sixty. Right, and also, you know, we I don't know if we mentioned it or not. The, the Smith is a five shot, while the Colt's a six. Well, the whole point of that gun is to have a small gun to have it with you. So I mean, the five shot is just it's a little bit smaller, not quite as bulky. I mean, yeah, and that's the whole point. Slightly smaller. Yep. Mike Garner. Mike, you got any I, input? I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to also go with the Smith. 
There's nothing prettier than a detective special, especially a they are nickel nice. plated they with do. the wood grips on Third it. Third generation. Correct. Like Sandra Lockhead and yeah. Sudden Imp- Oh, yeah. Spectacular. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely I wasn't beautiful. Looking at the gun, Mike. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what were you looking at? <laughs> but as far as. Yeah, I got to go the Smith. That's one thing about Colts, man. They do look good. Oh, my gosh. And they're finish. beautiful. Yeah, Nobody yeah. nickels a gun like Colts. Yeah. Correct. Even Donnie. Yeah, they're beautiful. They're, Absolutely. Yeah. Right. They're beautiful pieces. They really are. They are. And, and think about it, too. When someone comes in to, to trade a gun in or sell a gun to us, you go, oh, he's got a 36. But if they have a detector special mint in the box, you go, oh. And, yeah, yeah, and all the other parts flock around to yeah. it. Yeah. And what has he got? There? Yeah, if like, you ask me right. which one I'm buying to put in my safe for, like, Retirement, I'm get the Colt. But Correct. Day in, day out, I'll take the Smith. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And that's one thing we really haven't talked about is the craftsmanship. You know, that goes into these pieces. I mean, some of them just like they're works of art, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, they really just are. put everything on this list. It's back in the day when just they the made they guns, look, not you know, a machine. They're more plastic yeah. now. And and Patrick, you you see what they're doing online and everything now. They're more and more collectible as the years go by because. These manufacturers are not putting out product like this. No, and they no, probably no, never, no, and they no, never, never will. will. They never will. Mm-mm. Right. I mean, they're too expensive to actually make like that anymore. Yeah. Um, I mean, even like it's even like classic cars. Yeah, even right. Wilson Combat's got those Korth revolvers out there. Right. Was it Nighthawk? Who, whoever it is. Um, even though, I mean, they, yeah, they're nice. They're very expensive, but they still they don't. I don't think they they even compare to even even an old Smith or an old Colt. No. You know, no, huh, well, you can ride up to Chevrolet right now and buy a Camaro, but it ain't a '68 Camaro. Correct. That's yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. good. It's yeah, you know, '66 Mustang or something like right. that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very similar looking, right. but it ain't nowhere near. Yeah, what right. it was. Even with Colt, Colt is bringing back revolvers, but you look at the new stuff; it's not like the old stuff. Mm-hmm. What's know? the difference between being CNC machined and handmade? Absolutely right. Yeah, fitted by a, a gunsmith, gunsmith or, or an put together by an yeah. assembler. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there are no world craftsmen anymore, like it used to be. Right. So Smith thirty six or sixty J frame. They we just we just went off. Yes. On yeah. how great and wonderful the Colt is, and we're all right now. Smith and Wesson thirty six. What is going Smith on? And Wesson, <laughs> it's just a more practical gun. <laughs> All right. All right. Above that, uh, looks like we got the number two seated Ruger Blackhawk against uh, the Colt Diamondback. Patrick, you start us off. Where are we? Mm, good lord. Uh, that's a tough one, man. Uh, I think, believe it or not, I think I'd go with the Ruger. Um, I think that the Blackhawk series. You know, they do a variety of calibers, you know, 30 carbine, 357, <clears throat> 45s, 44s. I mean, it's, it's such a versatile platform. Yeah, I, I definitely have to go with the Blackhawk. Have to. Okay. Travis? Yeah, I lean to the Blackhawk, especially when you get into, like, the convertibles. You know, you can have one gun to shoot 38 9mm, 357. With no moon clips. With no moon moon clips. If you want to load it hot, it'll take it. If you want to shoot cowboy loads, you're good. I mean, it's just next to a single-action army, it's the most iconic single-action revolver there is. Not to take nothing away from the Diamondback, but I just like all the flavors of the Blackhawk. You you can pretty much get one in anything you want. Mm -hmm. Even 30 carbine. Or 41 Magnum. 41 Mag, 30 yeah. carbine and 41, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I think they also did a 10 millimeter yep. that was convertible. It was a 10 millimeter. 40? 
40 and 10 millimeter. 40 and 10 millimeter, wasn't uh-uh. it? It was, um, huh? it was a 3840. 30, 30, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. 3840 and a 10 millimeter. That's like, right. Oh, 3840 is 38 calories. No, it's not. And then they do one like a Buckeye. It was a 3855 or something like that called a Buckeye special. Yeah, they did. It yeah, was made did. by Buckeye Sports, like a distributor. It was real <clears throat> it was a, collectible. It was a dis- distributor special yeah. or something, yeah. Wasn't that the one that was a 10 millimeter 38? No, I think that was 3855. Hmm. But they did some cool stuff. Remember? And they did these long barrels, you know, nine and a half inch, uh, up to nine and a half or ten and a half inch, ten and a half inch Super Blackhawk. Remember the single shot version they did? It was like, it was called the Hawkeye. The Hawkeye. 256 Ruger. 256 Winchester. 256 Winchester. Yeah. Yeah. It was was a a Blackhawk frame with a. Like half of a cylinder, basically. It's yeah, yeah, it was like flat on one side, kind of. Yeah. You just lay around and you push it, it in. It out yeah, and it back. That's right. It was a single shot. Yeah. Damn. Didn't see many of those come through. No, I mean it's one of those things. You might have seen two in my career. Here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Too. It's one of those things that I don't think it had mass appeal, and so it kind of faded away. But you talk about you talk about cool. And that's something that you just don't see anybody else do. And I don't know about y'all. I like the old flat tops with no transfer bar safety and the four clicks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah just that like made, a made a huge difference. Oh, yeah. The they three screws. Three screws, oh, yeah. yeah. People would always say, never send back your Ruger for any kind of work because they're going to update it with yeah. a transfer yeah. bar in there. They still They'll send will. you the other parts yeah, back. Yeah, they still will. To this will. day, they will change yeah. it out whether you ask for it or not. That's right. <clears throat> yeah, I, gotta, uh, so I have to where go Blackhawk, too. <laughs> I think that's 3-0 yeah. on the Blackhawk. Yeah. yeah. It's up to who? Yeah. That's easy. That's up to me, me and Frankie. With the Blackhawk. I'm, I, I'm the still... only thing about the Blackhawk versus the Diamondback, when you pick it up and you cock the gun, you get the, the big clunks with the Ruger, and the Diamondback is just smooth as silk. And, and if, you're, if, you're like, <laughs> if you like that, you know... That's that's a tough thing. Yeah, you know? I mean, Diamondbacks are beautiful guns. Rimfire, they did a long rifle. Then they do a Magnum. The only gripe I got special. on the Diamondback, if you have big hands, the grip don't feel that's right. That's true. It's, it's basically a, a detective shorter grip. It's got a different curvature on the front, and when I grab one, it feels like my fingers feels like are a, all scrunched up. Yeah, it feels like a Bisley Blackhawk. <laughs> like but, a little but, mini. Like a even mini. Shorter. Even shorter. Yeah, like a shorter mm-hmm. one, yeah. Yeah. Because doesn't the grip? Didn't the grips have that little like dimple cut out on both sides or something like that? Yeah, kind you know what? Mm-hmm. I hate the Diamondback. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Where's one? I'm I love the look. Way. I hate the grip. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's you know, like it's one of those things. You know, grip. beauty doesn't last forever because you know Colts. They're just not making these anymore. Boy, I know that. Look at me. <laughs> look at look at what I've turned into. You know? God knows. I wasn't going to say anything. What was the John Wayne right. movie? He was the detective. He had the Brannigan. Brannigan had yes. a Diamondback. And what was it? The other one, McHugh. McHugh. <laughs> now, Steve McQueen and Bullet, what did he have? Was that a Diamondback or a short barrel python? I thought he had the three inch python. Okay. Yeah. We'll get to that in a little bit. We'll get to that. Shot the dude in the I've doorway. I've watched a couple of movies. We've got a, my at the San Francisco years. airport. We've got a yeah. We got to face the music here short, shortly on that one. All right. So Black Hawk ex- advances, advances the B Hawk. Uh, all right. Let's just keep going up. Well, uh, there's, that's a misprint on the one above it. What? What? Where? Number four. Look at number four, and then look at. Oh, three. uh, but we, like we got a duplicate somehow. Well, we did get a duplicate. Well, well, seven. well. Black seven compared to black eight. Hmm. Fire the commissioner. Hmm. Yes. Damn it, Hunter. <laughs> well, the safest, most oh seven eight secure special GP one hundred. Yeah. Well, well I then we something else there. Was I it thought the, we were going to put in the charter arms. I, I, thought, I thought so too. The charter arms. Chic lady. 
Not the she clown. <laughs> yeah. The undercover? Oh, no. The, oh, we're going to do the 44 no, special. Pitbull. The, uh, the uh, Bulldog, Bulldog 44, son of Sam. That's, that's right. That was supposed to go Bulldog. That was supposed to Bulldog. Bulldog. <laughs> All right. So we're marking that out. And we're going We're going to mark out the Detective arms. Special. Okay, so the son of Sam's gun made it. The Charter Arms 44 special Bulldog. Correct. There's and not, it's a, taken there's not on, a black lab in the room in there, and it? It's take, and it only got a four seed because it's just well known. And... Uh, it's taking on the Ruger GP100. And because I'm the commissioner gonna, screwed up the bracket. Sorry, sorry. We 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 only had like 15 minutes. But I'm just gonna I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna start this one off. There's no way a Charter Arms Bulldog <laughs> is better than a Ruger GP100. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that. So you know where my vote Show is. Show of hands. <laughs> now, Hunter, they melted some nice tuna fish cans. <laughs> so Travis, you go next. <laughs> First gun I bought when I was 21 was a Jeep Charter 100. Arms. No. <laughs> my, my dad would have kicked me out the house. <laughs> he was a Smith guy. He wanted to do it because I bought a Ruger. <laughs> we used to remember we had to draw straw. All right, who's going to test fire this Charter Arms in the, in the snail? <laughs> oh, that's right. Flathead screws to hold the frame together. Yeah. That inspires confidence. All right, so it's. Again? They are 100% American made. I'll give them that. They, they are. are that. Well, they are. That's true. We're just having fun. And Charter there's, there's, Arms makes a good product. They're still around, too. That's right. They're exactly. still around. Your logo was a, a charter or something like the Plymouth Rock charter or something, wasn't it? it, was some kind it was, of, that's exactly that's right. right. Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. You're really showing your age now, Frank. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> We're not going to go there. Dude. Yeah. Right. Were you here when the guy used to come else. in and shoot himself with the bulletproof vest? Good Good what? No, I, I was. <laughs> that was before my time. Guy used to come in and he tried to sell us bulletproof vests. And Pat Hopkins said, you could load a gun up and go outside and shoot him with it. But Cecil wouldn't let nobody do it because he's afraid of insurance. Oh, my God. Wow. That guy's job sucks. Hey. I'll give you one thing. Money. My man Jeez. had a thousand percent faith in his product. Didn't no kidding. Had a lot of bruises. Either had the shortest or the Cracked longest career bruise. in the firearms industry. How have I not heard this story? Oh, he probably, oh, he probably sold so many because people are like, no, man, I ain't going to do that, but I'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, That's you gotta. What do you sign a release in case I actually kill you? I don't know. This was like in the seventies. I can remember Pat I mean, telling us the stories years ago. There was no really signing oh releases in the seventies. I can promise. Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Come on in. Bring that twenty nine out here. Let's do it. I don't care if it's a forty four Magnum. Yeah, yeah. Give, it, give me all you oh got. Could you imagine walking over? You okay, man? You all right? <laughs> Johnny Knoxville ain't got nothing on that guy. <laughs> Jeez. Oh man. Oh my god. Good. All right. Back to the bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. All right, so oh this is GP one hundred. Everybody lines like, guess what? The bulletproof best reps here. Come oh my on. God. God. All right. I took GP one hundred, Travis took GP one hundred. Right. <laughs> I'm GP 100. You're going GP? Oh, yeah. You have to go GP because, like, the, the charter arms in 44 Special, the ammo costs more than the guns. Frankie. You can't even find 44 Special anymore. G- GPs are still around, <laughs> GP too. GP 100. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Bulldog, you were here for a short time. We appreciate it. You got an honorable mention. That's All right, right, GP 100 moves on. All right, we got two more to. Before we go to the, uh, I guess the final eight. Oh God! Uh, elite eight. Elite eight. <laughs> so we got the Smith Model nineteen slash sixty six versus the Schofield. Okay. Uh, Mike Gardner, take it away. I've got to go. K Frame Smith and Wesson. And what's that on the table? 
That is a K-frame model 66. That's beauty right there. That Absolutely is gorgeous. That's, that's lovely. Nice. Not that the Schofield wouldn't be lovely if it was laying there. But that gun has been carried by who knows how many police officers over the years before everybody went to automatics. By you the know. way, the, the, there's a gun in the room. It's on the table, and it has not hurt anyone so far. That's right. Correct. Uh, and it's in a beautiful, beautiful old retro Bianchi holster. Yeah, left-handed. Left-handed. Left-handed, by the way. Too. With Look the strap that. across the hammer, like when I oh. see cops when I was a kid. Spectacular. Yeah. Think about Buford T. Justice when he walked up and he snapped the holster on his one. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. But Buford Pusser had a Colt Trooper. Well, he did. <laughs> and a, and a big was, baseball bat. And the Colt Trooper. The Colt Trooper got an honorable mention. We'll talk about that later. You said somehow you sounded taller on the phone. Oh, no, we're not going there. Yeah. You sounded right. a little tall on the radio. <laughs> on track. <laughs> Oof. Uh, uh, Patrick, you're next. Smith 19 or the Schofield? Uh, definitely the 19. I, I can never vote for a top rate of anything against the K-Frame Smith. It's not going to happen. It's, well, well, I actually did before, but that was 38. But when it comes to 357 Magnum, uh, stop laughing. So when it comes to, when it comes to 357 Magnum K-Frames, yeah, definitely. It's definitely 19s. Frankie? I would definitely go with the 19. Hunter, I don't know if you remember one time I was at home. And I was just thinking, I said, what don't I have? I don't have a double-action 357 4-inch revolver. That's right. And I came in and was telling Hunter that. And he goes, we had one come in last night or yesterday and pointed to the counter, and I bought it, and I still have it today. And that's my gun that everybody should own probably over the, just the, you said the 686 4-inch. Mm-hmm. But I just it, to me, it's a little bit sleeker, doesn't look bulky. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just love that piece. So It's a classic. 19 it is. Yes, and it's 357 Magnum. Uh, but you can I'm also going, shoot 38s in it, so you that's right. Yeah. right. Target shoot, hunt with it if you had to. I'm going 19 too, Travis. 19 or 66, either way. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So the Smith advances. Uh, that's quite a uh, matchup here in the next round. Smith 19 slash 66 versus the GP 100. Ooh, that's gonna be tough. Well, but the one we've been kind of we've avoiding. Been avoiding is the number one seeded Colt Python versus the Smith & Wesson 27-28. Who wants to start this one off? Uh, I will. All right, go. All right, I tell you what. Um, I'm a huge Smith fan, but I tell you, I got to go Python. I have to. I have to. The, the Python, the collectability, the action, the barrel, the craftsmanship, uh, the Walking Dead. I mean, I have to get the python. Not to okay. mention Coral. Sarsky and Hutch. Ken Hutch had a six-inch python back in the day in the 70s, remember? Well, I couldn't. I had to go to bed early. I was, oh, I was were, only like right, six. That's right. You're a lot younger than I am. I'm sorry. My parents will let me stay up. I forgot about that. That show was made in color, by the way. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> uh, Frankie. I think I'm going with the python as well. Uh-oh. I just did. Interesting. Yeah, I'm going to the Python. I can't explain it, but there it is. Mike or Travis, do you want to go next? Um, I'm definitely got to say Python as well. As much as you love a nice, clean 27. Now, the 27 stronger. I would say it's probably as accurate shooting as far as quality of gun, but that Python is something special. Yeah. Twenty sevens and zombies, man. I've always liked twenty sevens. I like how they oh, look. Yeah. The frame size, though, it's big. The strength it's of that heavy. gun is pretty impressive. Like you said, it's uh, 
it's a it's a big piece of steel to, to carry around in a holster and uh, you know the bluing whether it's or it's ultimate stainless or whatever it is on a python they just man they are just beautiful beautiful revolvers i'm, mm. going, I'm going python mm. as well travis <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm going with the python the beautiful lines of it the vent rib i need a the, uh, yeah. the multiple finishes <laughs> smoking hot Golly. I'm, i mean i like the old blued ones with the wood grips but the ultimate stainless something oh, about it oh and the nickel plating like you were saying earlier Cold oh nickel yeah plating is unmatched yeah and when it's you unmatched. cock one there's nothing like it i mean it's like a feather yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. and they shoot well too. I will give them that. Oh, that's true. I remember your four inch one. Yeah, they're shooting. Okay, amazing. <clears throat> Python advances to take on the Smith Twenty Nine. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to need a break before we go to this eight. one. I need a cold drink. <laughs> yeah, we're we'll coming back to that. Maybe one. a towel. Maybe a <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go back down to the bottom. Pat your forehead. Yeah, please. Thank you. <laughs> we're down to the Elite Eight. We got the uh, Ruger Blackhawk versus the. Smith J frame thirty six sixty. So single action each other? versus double action. Um, I believe I'll start this one off because this uh, I'm going. I'm going Blackhawk. Thirty sixes and sixties are great. They're five shots. There's they're still around. I get that. But I, I, I you know talking about the Blackhawk and the history and there's kind of how strong and. Uh, you know, they're how rugged they are, durable they are. I'm going Blackhawk. I tell you what, I mean, I don't I'm think gonna get shut. No, I, I'm going to get shut out. I know that. No. Patrick, I don't know. I'm not sure there's any right or wrong yeah, answer. It's not. This point Travis? Yeah. I, I love a Blackhawk, but if I'm going to the store at 10 o'clock at night, I'm not shoving my Blackhawk in my pocket. <laughs> that <laughs> would be cool, I'll take my J-frame. <laughs> They'll see you coming. It's got a little bit better everyday purpose for me. <laughs> I get bored with a single action when I shoot a lot because the, the the time it takes to load and unload with the gate and the rod, it's cool. But I, I will go J frame. I'm going Blackhawk, man. I tell you, just the versatility of it and reliability of it being like a single action. And when the grizzly is like chewing my leg off, I want something that I think I can stop it with. Yeah, but if you're going in the woods with a grizzly, you're not going to go, hey, give me my 36, 38. I'll be fine. No, I'm going to say give me my 375 H&H. That's just poor planning on your part. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so it's two to to one Blackhawk. Mike G. No, it's not. Is it two to one Blackhawk? Yeah, Patrick and and Hunter versus me. Ah. Yeah. Well... I'm, I'm still thinking 36 is you know the the Blackhawks fine, but the, the refinement of Smith and Wesson, especially at that time period, to Ruger's just gets me. You got to think about the Grizzly, man. Do not, do not shut up the Grizzly. <laughs> I am going to reason with the Grizzly. Pretty prevalent in these parts, by the way. Chief special, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the I industry mean, gave it a name. Yeah, I got to go the Smith and Wesson Chief Special. Oh man, so it is. It's up to Frankie. It's up to Frankie, the tiebreaker. And on the Grizzly question, I just have to outrun you, Patrick. <laughs> so the Smith would be fine. <laughs> I'll shoot you with I'll my Smith. <laughs> uh, here it is. I'm I, I'm going with the 36 as well. All right. There it is. Mm. There it is. Started. Smith 3660 advances to the final four. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I need a cool eh, drink. This I is getting probably tough. should be. Yeah, that's I think that's a good choice. It is. I think so. I mean, it's 
look at everything it spawned like we talked about mm-hmm. yeah. um just above that we got to get this one out of the way this is probably this is tough I a lot of people listening were probably thinking no it's not it's an easy decision but it's the Smith 1966 versus the GP100 which they're almost it's like the Chevy Silverado versus the F150 right, I mean like they're almost cousins that's right yeah mm-hmm. tit for tat no to me the GP always rivaled the 686 more yeah I guess you're right yeah, yeah. you I, see I them most of the time size. with the full yeah. underlug and the, right. the weight of it yeah I agree who would like to start this one off I, I'll just say I'm just going to go Smith and Wesson 1960. I'm getting out of the way. I'm jumping in. I'm going with the 19 as well. I, you just have to. Because, okay. Well, and I feel sorry. I, I feel kind of guilty. I feel bad. Ruger, don't be upset. GP100 is a great gun, but Still it's not is. a Smith 19 or 66. It's not a Smith K frame. I tell you, I, I mean, I agree with you in every single point you just made until. I come across the GP100. Remember I thought he was going to say until I come never? across the Grizzly again. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Remember that gloss stainless one they did back in the 90s? Yeah, the high... St- they, they, they did like a high, polished, lustery stainless So they finished. did one that was kind of nice. <laughs> you just like fun. bling. I do, I do, man. I, I, I do like my bedazzle stuff, but i tell you what. Um, Your I jeans have, are nice, by the way, you have one today. You did a good job on them. <laughs> I don't have ponchos or anything on my jeans. We're good. But seriously, uh, a GP100 bright stainless... Okay, he does it. If, if we ever get one through here on trade, anytime, I'm positively going to buy it. I haven't seen one for probably 10 or 15 years. Easy. So you're going GP100? No. Having a stainless one, yes. Other okay. Than that, no. I'm definitely going 19. Okay. <laughs> and that one rare exception. Yeah. Travis, I think you're probably... Oh, I'm going 1966. Yeah. But I will say this. One thing I do love about a Ruger, and a lot of people don't really talk about it, I like how you open the cylinder. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. push button? You just push the button. Yeah. yeah. I just think that's a really good Simple, design. Functional. It is. Very functional. Yeah, no, yeah. But still, I'm not going to base my decision on that. I 1966, I'm like Patrick said about the 686. If I can only win one handgun. Be a four inch K frame, mm-hmm. 357. Yeah, 19 or 66. Yeah. Yep. What, there's something else we need to say about the Ruger. The GP100s are easy to do like trigger jobs on. They have that uh, cool spring. And, and the yeah, trigger. the frame kind of, the trigger group kind of drops out yeah. of them. Right. Yeah. And you can buy aftermarket springs to lighten it up. I mean, it's, it's simple. One thing that's, I didn't ever knew this about the Rugers until somebody pointed out to me. There's not a single screw in the exterior of that gun. Mm-mm. Red Hawk either. There are no screws. Also, it's a cast frame. They pour that frame in a cast. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. all pressure held together. And also, if you look at a GP100, Smith used to make something called a triple lock, which you see on their performance center guns. They have that ball detent. On a GP100, when you look at the crane where it goes up into the frame, it's got like a little... I don't know what you call it. It's a little piece that locks up in the frame to give it even more stability. It's called a dooflicky. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the gunsmith terms are, but it's just more strength do, added it there. It has a dooflicky. Gun gunsmith probably calls it a little tit or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm going, I'd have to go 1966 as well. I'm a big fan of that two and a half inch 66 they did, oh. or the 19, mm-hmm. either one. Um, and you know, or the well, incredibly rare three inch 66 round butt. Round but three inch combat wood grips. I know where one of those is. Yeah, well, you're safe. And then I don't want to say that, but yeah. (laughs) And you know they did a thirteen, correct? 
The 13 was the. I fixed know where a 13 is, too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You got a 13. I do have a 13. A 13's a fixed sight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the 13 and 65. 65. Yeah. Or what a 19 and a 66 are just right. with fixed sights. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, so and yeah, remember, I'm, anything Smith that starts with a 6 is stainless. Yeah. No right. matter what right. model we're talking right. about. Correct. Even semi autos. Yep. Um, okay, so Smith and Wesson 19 advances. And it's going to take on its. Uh, it's going to whip its little brother's tail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Taking so. on the J frame, thirty six. Uh, all right. So up above. Boy, these next two. These next Golly. two are going to be tough, buddy. I'm going to tell you. I need an energy drink. All right. The Colt Single Action Army versus the Smith and Wesson six eighty six. I know where I'm going. Which is I, an L frame. I'm just. I know where I'm going. L frames. All right. So let's get this squared away first. Six eighty six five eighty six. It's still a six shot. Um, originally, three fifty seven. Originally, now, yeah, yeah, it comes in right. seven now, uh, but it's just an up upsize to the nineteen and the sixty six. A little bit bigger frame. Correct, yeah, correct. Yeah. Meant to handle the magnum loads better. Yeah, it, and it mm-hmm. actually uses the same grips as a K frame revolver. Yeah, mm-hmm. so K or L frame. Correct. Yeah. Okay, who wants to start this one off? Well, I saw well, I'm gonna start. Oh, you're I'm gonna ready. start. Oh, I'm gonna start. Oh, go right ahead. I know what you're gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the single action army. I knew you would. The Colt single action army, and we That's all a, know why. It's an excellent choice. It is. Why? I just lo- <laughs> Frankie doesn't know why. I don't know why. Explain to chaps. Chapless. Like <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mike's going single action single army. Single action army. Patrick, for all I, of the obvious reasons. I know where you're going with this, Patrick. Uh, as I said before, 686 Smith, man, it's my one and only. Uh, if I can only have one gun, it's, that's it. I'm definitely. not sharing my microphone with you anymore. Definitely 686. Mm. Wow. Sorry, Samuel Cole. Trav, you want to go? You go ahead. All right, I'm thinking. On the iconic meter, yeah, is that a word? Is that yeah. a thing? Sure, mm-hmm. it is today. The single action army, right on, Frankie. Good choice. <laughs> However, <laughs> I think Wait, I'm gonna whatever, go with the 686 wow. as far as functionality God. and. It's ooh, awful. I just am. I mean, end of the world as we know it. Double You're action, over double know. action over single action. Mm-hmm. I'll go. You want me to go next, Travis? I'm going with the gun that won the West, man. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the single action army. Oh, I just, I'm going to tell you, man. Think about George Patton. Whether they're. I w- oh. I'm sure he didn't go. I wish I had a 686. <laughs> <laughs> he would have, no. they would have been made. That's right. No, That's he true. had a 27, you know, or a pre 27. But I'm going on looks, too. Because, man, when you look oh, at a Colt single oh, action army, older, new one, it doesn't matter. I mean, if it's one of the, you know, Made in the late 1800s or whatever, man. They still look this awesome. Classically spectacular. Yeah. Think of John Wayne and then pick the 686. Go ahead. All right. I'm going single action army. So That's two to two. Two to two. Oh, boy. I'm picking the Colt. That, uh, I mean, okay. if, ding, if we ding, were ding, talking ding. practicality, uh, absolutely. Smith. We're not talking about But iconic single action army, hands down. All the westerns. It's the gun that changed the world, really, man. I mean, changed the world. That's true. You think about it. Yeah, absolutely. Made people equal. Yeah, that's right. Colt single. <laughs> we need those now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The la- the last one. All right. So we get <clears throat> so so far in the final this next four. Next one is going to be 
really tough too. Single action army will take on the winner of this next one. The Colt Python versus the Smith 29. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Frankie, you should start this one off. Great. Um, I guess I, I'm going to go with the 29. Wow. Just, again, on the iconic meter. I mean, I that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to explain myself to you people. <laughs> you people. <laughs> Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. That's right. mm-hmm. Travis. <sighs> Man, this is tough. The three of the final four could easily be number one, but I'm going to pick the Smith 29. And reason being, all the Dirty Harry movies, listening to the stories of Pat and Donnie talk about how hard they were to get when their movies were out. Yeah. Pythons, you know, Colt's been in and out of business and in and out of production. Good old Smith's been cranking out 29s forever. And Dirty Harry didn't carry a python, so I'm going Smith 29. Magnum Force. Well, who had who had the python and Magnum Force? The bad guys. The bad well, guys. Yeah, the motorcycle cops. That's yeah. right. That's right. Remember Horace. Oh, we don't want to make. Who was one of the cops? Tim, uh, what's his name? Tim Matheson. Tim Matheson. David Soul. Robert Yurick. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. David Soul. And who was the fourth one? Kip Niven. Kip <laughs> Niven. <laughs> yeah, but Hal Holmgren was lieutenant. Oh, Hal, yeah. Kip, Kip Niven? Yep. Remember that? Hal had the. What's he doing these days? Cut on his head. He said, <laughs> reruns. Why lieutenant? <laughs> Love boat. Why lieutenant? You're drawing your gun. He said First your time. gun's out of its holster. <laughs> First time. <laughs> How do you not? I'm picking the 29 right now. I just jump right over. Six and a half inch 29. That's right. God. Damn. So that's 329s? 329. I was I'm going. Sorry. Go ahead, Patrick. I'm You're voting. Python, in. I'm going Python, too. Python. We win. The, the Colt snake guns. I mean, the the the, the collectability of them and, oh, yeah. and the interest that people have them is spectacular it's off the charts it is off the charts and the python is pretty much at the top of that pyramid that is like the iconic colt snake gun you have the python you had the cobra you had a viper it's the cadillac man yeah you had the king cobra yeah anaconda Anaconda. oh it is i mean beauty and 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 investment it's the piece and i tell you what but it's not the iconic from from a marketing standpoint i think colt was genius when they started coming with all these snake models It, it really yeah, I mean that was sharp. Should have given it a number. Yeah, yeah, they they, they give it a. I'm going a Python cool too. Yeah. So, but we still lose two two versus three. Mike, you sure you don't want to change your mind? No, no, I, I can't do it. No. <laughs> like I say, man, three of the four could be number one. Sure. Easy. Actually, I like them all. I do. All right, so all right, so the twenty nine upsets the Colt Python moves into the final four. I don't four. know that it upsets it. It just won no, it out. upsets it. I say it upsets it. All right. Well, then I guess it upsets it. <laughs> we in the final four or we in the... Final, this is final, final four. four. Yeah, final okay. four. Yeah, the Model 29 versus the Single Action Army. And now then you got the I Smith. need a cigarette because this is going to be a bad one. <laughs> Smith 1966 versus the 3660. Where should we start? Patrick, take Let's it away. Lower you start. Over with first. All right, all right. Which one do you... Uh, so we're going to do the Smith 19 and the Smith 36. I would, yeah, turn that I, mic to you. I would definitely say uh, the Smith 19. You're going 19 to Not go 19. to the... Oh yeah, Final. definitely. Okay, oh, definitely. Um, K-frame, three fifty-seven Magnum, uh, available in nickel. 
I mean, just yeah, bling. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's you know the Model Thirty Six. I'm not knocking it, but it's just it's a pocket gun. Great, whatever. I yeah. mean, other than that, you don't go to the range and brag about how good your Thirty Six shoots. So nineteen. This is true. I don't think anyone's ever done that. I haven't. Okay, Mike. No. Nineteen and sixty-six. No question about it. Okay. Travis. Nineteen sixty-six. Easily. Sixty-six, nineteen. Frankie? Keeping it real. Absolutely. Yeah. Nineteen or I got to go that way too, man. That's um by far the better choice. J frames are nice. Good care. Good little carry guns. Classics. Um, the good for what the purpose is. You know, because if we got to fall back on the... We didn't talk a whole lot about the J-Frames, but there's a lot of, you know, air weights, scandiums, things like that. But also the Ladysmith, a classic gun that for a long time... I mean, how many how many people used to come in and just... They're looking for a Ladysmith, you know? So, um... Until you say, yeah, but you can get this one for $40 less and it don't say Ladysmith. That's right. And you don't get the you don't get the, right. the red bag of what? Remember that little yeah. maroon right. bag of what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going up to the top. The oh. Colt Single Action Army versus the Smith & Wesson 29. I almost want to disqualify myself from this whole thing. <laughs> you can't. Sorry. Oh, boy. Travis, you start us off on this. Man, I've started off a bunch. All right. <laughs> I'll go. Uh, Frankie's going. I didn't vote for the single action army earlier, but I'm going to have to this time just based on it kind of started everything. Started started the ball. Frank Hamer. So to speak. Frank Hamer carried a single action army. Yes, he did. Very effectively. He, he shot too, lots of way. guys with that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to the single action army. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to go. Okay, we'll come back to you. <laughs> I'm not ready to go. I need a drink. Patrick? Single action army all the way. So in the, in just like Frankie, I voted against it before because it was going against one of my faves. But, you know, it's you, 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 you can't deny the history of that gun. And the, basically, Mm-mm. it revolutionized handguns. It just did. Yes, yeah. it did. Um, and it, they still make it. This 150 years later, they're still cranking them out. Can't get them, but they still make them to a month. Yeah. (laughs) Can't get them. But they, right. Mike is sweating. Mike is sweating. Travis, we'll we'll come back to Mike. (laughs) I'm going to go single action army. Like I said earlier, man, it's the gun that changed everything. (laughs) I don't have to. As much as I love the 29, (laughs) I'm going Colt. Colts. I would have done that too. Colt single action army. I was right. I was going to probably do the same thing. Oh, look at that. Straight five. Unanimous. 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 Single action army. Gen one or two or three though. <laughs> it need not matter. Yeah, it shouldn't. Pre eighteen ninety nine. So all right, let's ask this Ooh, question because okay. we have our final. We have the Colt single action army versus oh. the model nineteen Smith and Wesson slash sixty six. But what barrel length? If you if you got a Colt single action army, what barrel length do you go with? Four and three quarter. Yes. Four and three that. quarter. I second that. Man, I'm yeah. going five and a half. Five and a half is a compromise gun. Well, are you a gunfighter? I mean, it's well, what was it? that's true. That's it was true. four and three quarter or well, six remember or Remember the seven and a half inch barrel was, was the was the cavalry the model gun. Yeah, I'm not a big seven and a half guy on that. I, I like the five and a half. Five and a half was the, the artillery guys. The guys right. loading the cannons and shooting the cannons. And the, the cavalry the four carried and three quarter the seven, right? Was the, the cavalry yeah. carried the seven and a half. Yeah. 
the the four and three quarter was the share you called the sheriff's model, but then you saw three inch guns and stuff come out later. Yeah. All that. But yeah. it was the the police model and it was the civilian model. But it balances the best and feels the best of all three. And models. I think it just looks cool because the barrel stops at the end of the uh, ejector house. Yeah, I'd go four and three quarter. Yeah. I won't deny that. And the balance on the forty five, you unless made, you're an idiot, you buy one and thirty eight. Then the balance changes. Patrick, out of all the all the all, <laughs> <laughs> out of I'm all sorry the ones, for all uh, you have one in thirty eight. <laughs> yeah, sorry, should have no, got the original. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all the guns you bought, Patrick, you bought a lot of guns and the collections and stuff. It, does any particular Colt stand out to you? Man, that's a tough question. I mean, you've had some a lot of engraved stuff, some oh, rare yeah. stuff, oh, but yeah. I mean, you've had we've had some old stuff too. I mean, some super rare, early, early, early. I actually Colts. have two back in my office right now. I actually have two uh, pre eighteen ninety nine Colt U.S. military guns back there. Wow. Nice, yeah, wow. in good shape. Wow. Uh, I mean, for for their age, yeah. But yeah. you start telling my guns they're made in eighteen seventies and eighteen eighties. Sure. I mean, these no, are no in, plus P rounds in those. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, so I mean, but they're great. Uh, basically, one is still uh, got the long barrel on. The other one's been cut down for the artillery model, five and a half inch. So nice. Yeah, they're pretty sweet. Cool. I like them. All right. Well, now it's we're down to the final. This is this is a nice matchup, old versus new. I'm just gonna flip a quarter on this one. This is tough, man. And I really, you know, Mike. I know you're not gonna want to start this off, um, unless you do, unless you want to. I'm going to, and I'm going to say the Colt single action army. As you wear your Smith and Wesson hat, Colt. I have my Smith and Wesson gear on. I love Smith and Wesson. Your '66 is right in front it's of you. It's right in front of me, and it understands. It it look at it. It said, "I understand." It's not I, I am not worthy of the Colt single action army. I'm like, calm down. Yes, you are. Okay. But single action army. Iconic single action army. Okay. Frankie? I, the one that started it all. Single action army. Ooh. 2 0. Mmm. Patrick, you're, you're leaning in. Patrick's leaning in. I think Patrick wants to go. Stuff, and you're going, wow, is that a second generation single action army? Box? I'm, I'm just, I'm or just, is that a Smith 19 I'm, I'm just envisioning right, right now. I'm, I'm, I'm envisioning a Colt single action army with single piece ivory grips. Oh my God. Nickel plated. Four and three quarter. Four yeah. and three quarter. And you know, and think about that. Single Why not engrave it? Think about how yeah, well. Single piece ivory. Oh, wow. Think about how well made that thing was back in, you know. Oh. The eight, late 1800s. It's a work of art. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 100%. Um, Man. Bear's not attacking me, so I think I'll go I'll go ahead and go, go with the Colt Single Action Army. But I agree with Travis. You, you have to get it in 45. If, it, if you get him anything else, it'd feel like a brick. I mean, it's too heavy. 4440, that was very popular. Yeah, if you enjoy spending $70 for a box of ammo, congratulations. Yeah, back, then, back then, you know, it was like <laughs> right. it's 14 cents and you got a box of 50. Unless you're going to cast your bullets. <laughs> nah, we're not, we're not doing that. So, <laughs> single action army, 45. I guess the Travis. Yeah, we've come this far. I'm not going to back off now, even though I'm a Smith guy. It's, Me too. It's still iconic. I was going single action army myself, so uh, I just... Uh, Woo! I think they're just... They're really hard to beat. And the crazy thing is, like... So, this wasn't even planned. So, I'm actually surprised that Colt made it to the number one spot. I, I really am. Because we have a 
bunch of just really cool guns to pick from. Yeah, I mean, just look back on this list. Well, I mean, that's what the list was. The most iconic. iconic. Everyone that's on here right. is an iconic gun. Yep. And when you get down to eight and four, I mean, any of those well, let's are talk. great pieces. Yeah, and, and let's and go we ahead. we had some that didn't even make the list. We give some, I don't give some own shout a single-action Army gun. Let's give some shout-outs real Travis? quick. No, I don't. I've never owned a Colt single-action Army. Like, I mean, like really? Uh-uh. Never. You, you I've owned Blackhawks. I've never I mean, owned a yeah, Colt single-action Army. I'm the same way. Army. I haven't had one I never either. have. I've just never pulled the trigger on that kind of money for a single-action. Right. Yeah. I like the double action stuff. If yeah. I was going to get one, I'd get a shooter, though, because I got to shoot it. Yeah, exactly. I'd have to shoot and it. And it ain't going to be a replica. It's going to be the real deal. It's going to be the real deal. Because, one, I couldn't afford to shoot it a lot, and two, I wouldn't want to shoot it a lot. Just yeah. my luck, the forcing cone would break or something. But <laughs> I mean, not, not that they do. It's just the kind of luck I have. I'd pull it out one. and drop it right on the concrete yeah. mat. Spend more time at Colt, and then you're safe. You know? That's right. But let's give some shout-outs to some honorable mentions that didn't make the tournament. Um, and let's just start with Taurus. Shout-out to Taurus. Taurus has been around a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The Model 85 has been around a long time. It's their uh, it's their small frame, right. five-shot, which they do a, now a six-shot. Right? 856. 856. Um, but in 38, special. Yeah. And then they did a Model... Um, 605 605 for their 357 Magnums and they have a great price point too I mean, they do if, if, yeah if, we've if, sold tons of 85s and, over the years right. and everybody knows <laughs> and honestly we, we kind of debated on whether this should be in here or not but you know everybody knows what a Taurus Judge is a Taurus Judge is a it's a highly sought after revolver it's been around for how long Travis 15 years now I want to say it came out we were across the street. 08? Yeah. 07, 08? Mid-2000s, like oh, okay. 05, maybe 05. Okay, so maybe 15, 16, 17 years. We tried keeping a list, remember? You know, what, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, I don't think I ever recall a revolver that came out that had so many people looking for it like that one did. That was a, yeah. I mean, in it was our hot. Time. In, in, our, in our time, and I'm 50, but like in our time, th- that gun, the amount of people that it appealed to was, I mean, yeah. it was I've got staggering. one for it, the P85. Ruger, yeah. When that thing came out, or the I tell you what, y'all weren't working. It was nah, unbelievable. Well, put it, it this way, it was crazy because that was the first semi-auto that high capacity they had done, right? That Ruger you know, did. Yeah, oh, the Ruger the did. P85, that's right. yeah. That's as right. far as it's not a twenty-two. Yeah. You know, people yeah. right. always right. say yeah, Taurus, Taurus's copy of Smith revolvers, old Beretta tooling on the ninety-twos. Yeah. The Taurus Judge was so popular. Smith and Away copied them. They came out with the governor. The governor. Yeah. That. That's mm-hmm. right. The only difference is you can do moon clips and do 45 auto as well. Yeah. No moon clips. So they improved the design <laughs> a little bit, but that's pretty good when you have Smith and Wesson copying the cars. And uh, the Smith, the governor is a uh, six, not a five, correct? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. It's a bigger frame. So it's a little bit bigger frame. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the, the governor didn't make it either. But you know that's newer. That's newer right. stuff. Doesn't doesn't hold a candle to some of these other ones. So shout have. out to Taurus. Oh yeah. Um, yeah another shout out to uh, when I said Dan Wesson, Patrick gave me this look like I was, you know, <laughs> sick or something like that. But uh, well, it's just my Dan personal Wesson, opinion. Mechanically, it's a great gun. Great, and then you can change the barrels that out. Accuracy. On them. Remember how people when we get a Dan Wesson in. People were like, would kind of flip out about it at the old place. Mm-hmm. We put it up on the used gun rack, and people were like, "Hey, does it have barrels with it?" And all because some people just have this thing for for Dan Wessons. I'm not one of those people, right? But uh, you know, well, it, to me, I kind of it's kind of like owning a scooter. You know, it might be fun <laughs> to ride it around, but 
You don't want nobody to see that you have one. <laughs> Does that make sense? Well, well, I mean, and you remember, remember we had all the barrels. We had the extra barrels in the back. Eventually. And then they made the pistol pack that yeah. came with like right. a little suitcase two. with right. yeah, all the barrels. And I'm not sure I wanted to shoot one after putting a barrel on it myself. I'm not exactly <laughs> a gunsmith. You know, you had that feeler. Remember the, yeah, the little shim. The, the shim to make yeah. sure it was tight enough or right. not too tight. Well, they yeah. were accurate because they had a short hammer fall, but they had a goofy feeling. Right. Double action trigger. Right, pull. they were real popular with like the silhouette shooters back. In yeah, the day. you'd never yeah. sell like a couple coming in looking for their first gun for their home. Oh yeah. no, because they had a not. weird feel to them. Yeah, uh-huh. it had that specific it's market like a target sector. gun. Yeah, absolutely. So you had so you you referred to that as a scooter. I would think it's more like a <laughs> that was kind of rude. The, I should the, have done like that, like a, but, uh, a Nagant revolver mm-hmm. or a Webley. I would I would. I really have a damn with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, me too. You know, we like what we like, and we well, definitely you know, don't you know, like what we don't like. Webley's yeah, yeah. and Russian Nagants, they they came as a uh, honorable mention because it was... Because iconic, the British Webley was the British Webley. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a great gun. I mean, they used it for a long time. I like it. It looks like a They're guy very rough. in his shed made the Webley. It's like, not a ringing endorsement, but didn't it's Custer have a couple Webley Bulldogs at the Bighorn? I feel like horn? I feel like if the infield had a, <laughs> I don't know, did he? I think he did. If a British infield just like had a a kid, it would be like a Webley. You know, it just it's just they're clunky. They're kind of like you said. Yeah. It's like somebody threw it in the dryer and they just they bounced around <laughs> in the dryer or something like that. You know what I mean? Rattled around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the Nagant. I don't know. It, that just, just pick it up. You know why it's on the list. I mean, it's like uh, <laughs> it's Russian. It's Russian. Remember the Lamat? Oh, oh Jeff Stewart. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's Jeff Stewart. Stewart carried one. Oh, yeah. That was a, a hoss one. of a gun. Virginia Dragoon. That's another boat anchor. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that thing was heavy. God, those so things were beasts. Be they were. Army. We still got one more on here to, to talk about. What's that? Oh yeah, the Chiapa Rhino. Exactly. And what's funny is I've never shot one. Um... They're actually, I, they're actually, actually pretty nice to shoot. It's it's the cool design. I think it is so neat. It's different. Uh, it's different. It's um it's the it's the first real, I, I guess, new design to come out in a revolver in a very long time. Mm-hmm. It's just nothing like anything else. So I give it an A plus as far as on design and engineering, as far as just being different. The grip I think needs attention. I think the grip, the angle is yeah. bad. A little and, short. And it's it's a short grip. I'd have to shoot it to make sure, because sometimes the grips can be deceiving. Yeah, you look at it and go, "That's just not going to work," and then you shoot it and go, "Man, that's great." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I have two shout-outs mm-hmm. that did make the list. One is uh, the BFR. That's a very unique gun. Oh, um, we see those. They they go. They fly out of here. You know, most of them are the the, the iconic ones. The forty five seventy. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh yeah, yeah it's a forty five seventy revolver. revolver. Um, it's like, it's like an oversized black. It's called the BFR. Yeah. I'm sure you yeah. can take a wild guess of what BFR stands for. Um, I, biggest finest revolver. Is I that think correct? so. Yeah. <laughs> not, yes. not, not, not what you're not, thinking. Not, That's right. Not the NR seventeen yeah. version. Yeah, and then the um, the other shout out is the. Um, God, I lost my train Freedom of thought here. Uh, Freedom Arms, yeah. Oh, wow. So Freedom yeah. Arms is uh, that's like your custom Model eighty three, the first sing- single action, Kassoul, you know, wasn't it? Yeah, they're yeah, very they well are, made guns. They are bank vault strong for sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, it was yeah. a Model eighty three was like the Kassoul action, and then the Model ninety seven was, was, was like the yeah. forty five. The one revolver I, we used to get them in. 
you hold them up to the light, you can't even see no light between the cylinder and it's, the yeah. frame. It, it's but it doesn't bind. Were, and it, it doesn't moves bind. Perfectly. It's yeah. like it's it's like a Rolex watch, man. Yeah, it, it just is. So shout out to them. They didn't yeah. make this list because mm-hmm. they're. I guess they're just a newer gun company, and it is a a copy of a Colt single action in exactly. essence. So, so, but shout out to the them because they, the they put out a, one of the finest well-made revolvers on the planet in my yes. opinion. There's no question about that. They need to invent a double action. That'd be kind of sweet. It would. That would be really sweet. Well, I, I tell you, so we've been talking a lot about Colts. So a lot of the newer Colt snake guns that are coming back, um, they're coming in at good price points and, the quality's great. I mean, the finish, they'll never finish these guns like they used to, in my opinion. But wouldn't you agree, Travis, that the, yes. the quality, and they're starting to ship a lot more of the King Cobras. Um, they're yeah, coming in um, different calibers now. Yeah, Pythons have really been available lately compared to where they were a year ago. Yep. Anacondas, they hit ups and downs. You'll, you'll get a stretch where you can get them, then you don't see them. You know, they got that new... Uh, King Cobra and twenty two long 22. rifle. We've only had one of them so far. They're yep. still hard to get. Isn't that, does that, doesn't CZ own them now or do something with them? They bought Colt. Yes. Okay. All right. Nice. Well, that's a great company too. So that's, yeah, it's not bad. That's why. Yeah. Well, this was fun. This yeah, was, it was. This was a lot of fun. It was like working at the old gun store nineteen ninety nine. That's right. A lot of fun. That's right. Mm-hmm. Back when, remember when Colt said they were gonna stop making them remember the rush we had on those oh yeah oh yeah that was wild that was in 99 i think wasn't remember it? when the pythons went custom shop only they were trophies or El- something elites like elites yeah, elites yeah, yeah. python yeah, elite but the wood grips yeah. yeah those were those were sweet man good times thanks so for we, being here today we have a champion yeah, Colt champion. Single action army. The Colt uh, single action army. Supreme. We also have to give a, a big shout out to the biggest piece of junk in, in history of, of like revolvers. But it's actually kind of famous. The uh, RG. <laughs> so the, R, the RG, was it? The, the model, RG10? model 10. Yeah. RG10. 22 short. Um, that's the one that was used, wasn't it used to, sh- to shoot Reagan? That, that I couldn't tell you, John Hinkley. It was something like that. It was, it was, like, an, it was like, yeah, it was a piece of junk. Hinkley. Pat said yeah. back in the 60s when the riots and stuff were going right. on. Oh, they sold anything they had. He said they sold every one of them they could. He said Green Top was built on an RG10, the first old store. The old, old store. The old, old wow. store. I think the RG10. Like the <laughs> That's what I'd always like heard. Sold every handgun. Yeah. Well, a lot of, there's every firearm they had to build. People used to just stick them in a tackle box or a, oh, yeah. or a toolbox or something like that. It's like, like you didn't have a gunball machine. I mean, they look like. <laughs> yeah, they almost look like a cap pistol. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, like a blank gun or something, like a cap gun. Huh. I wouldn't stand in front of it. No, no, camp, no. I can't yeah, believe. It, yeah. Is RG, that's Rome, wasn't it? R O H Right, right. So they're, they're made in Germany or were made in Germany. And I always say, tell people all the time, it's just proof that not everything that comes out of Germany is great. I was going to say, you think German <laughs> engineering. Because, I mean, these things were bottom of trash. the barrel, man. They Mercedes, BMW, RG10. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> I'd like to know the history of that because they probably, you know, somebody's making something, probably just had. Material left over, and let's see if we can make a revolver out of it or something. I mean, how did they it just start building a the other piece of crap? Like that. <laughs> yeah. It was leftover beer cans from Oktoberfest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what did you propose that? Let's build this, but it's not going to be a very good. <laughs> I'm in. But we'll sell millions. And they did. I mean, I tell you what, so, you What's know, I buy lots of gun collections, lots of estates. I go to a ton of houses every year. 
and staggering the amount of people who have an RG revolver somewhere in their house and that they've had them forever. What were they? Twenty five bucks, if that. When if they, that. I mean, not even that. Mm-hmm. Not even that. And probably these start, days, probably the problem is giving like, them away. yeah, it's like the guns. The guns really aren't worth anything. Well, I, I mean, wonder how many are in those buyback programs in the in the cities that are doing the gun I buyback. I have to give like yeah. one hundred fifty dollars yeah. for. We'll yeah. give you one fifty. I had one. I sell it back. Damn right. You get a, you get more from the city than you will from us. I mean, yeah, you know, it. I'll take a Wawa gift card in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Fill up your. Put it this way. I had a friend of mine send me a receipt, or, or sent me a picture of a receipt this morning. It was from Green Top Service, nineteen sixty four. Oh wow! Because I showed it to Pat. It was a brown and A5. They paid $60. Oh, my So if an A5 Jesus. was $60, how much would an RG? Oh, my God. $6? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that, it had to be that. under 15 bucks. Had to be. My first 410 wow. came from Green Top Service. And that was probably 67, 1967. 1964. Wow. Single barrel? Single barrel 410. Ivor Johnson? Yeah. I, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you what it was. My grandfather bought it for me. Ivor Johnson didn't make this list, Patrick. Oh, that's another house head. Yeah, the old house head. The old house head. Every house is one of those things. High standard Sentinel twenty two. Old Smith tip ups you were talking about. (laughs) Yeah. By the way, if anybody's listening, if you have an old Smith tip up, a lot of for some reason people think those things automatically. Oh my God, this thing's worth a mint. Right, because it's old. Oh yeah, it's old. It's old. But it ain't worth shit. No, that's it. <laughs> unless, it's, unless it's a Schofield. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, unless it's a Schofield. Like, right, right. Yeah. I mean, so um, back in the like late 1800s and the early 1900s, there was tons of these little top brick 32s on the market. And pretty much 99.9% of them aren't worth squat. And they're not safe to shoot. They're probably they not safe yeah, to shoot either. Yeah. Don't, don't shoot these so things. Just because it's 100 years old or 125 years old, don't get your hopes up. So, um, Which... Age good. does not always dictate value. That's right. It does not. Which a good way to end this is if you do have old firearms and you want Patrick or us to come out and um, purchase the, any collections, you do that almost every day of the week now, don't you, Patrick? I pretty much go out four out of five days a week right now. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you know whether it's four guns or four hundred guns, you're up. You're up for it, right? I'll buy it. You'll buy it. I buy it. Pretty much anything eighteen seventies to present. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. And also, we buy ammo. A lot of junk to go with we it. We buy reloading equipment. Yeah, we buy all that stuff. Yeah. We buy we got lead ingots. So nice. that's right. <laughs> yeah, I bought nice. 3,000 pounds of lead yeah. like two weeks ago off a guy. So that was And, heavy. you know, or, you know, you can, if it's just a gun or something you've inherited or you don't want, you want to get rid of, you can always bring it by the store um, and sell it or trade it in on something else. Uh, we always give very fair prices, but... Uh, a lot of people are starting to sell stuff now, so it's yep. uh, markets markets changing quite a bit. So wouldn't you wouldn't you agree? Oh yeah, I mean it, it constantly changes. You know, as I said, you know, I've been here over thirty years, and you know the ups and downs as far as industry and what's hot and what's not, and you know the the, the collectible guns now weren't necessarily collectible twenty five years ago, and vice versa. Yeah. So some of these guns that when I started working here were super collectible. Well, today's generation just doesn't want them. They want something different. Yeah, so, yeah it's kind of aged out. Right. So nothing right. nothing stays at the top 
forever. Nothing. So, well, you know, we used right. to except, we used to joke. Except single action except, army. Except, except the single action army. army. Hey, most of the Nickel pieces were single piece ivory. Bring all you <laughs> bring all you got to green top. Right. Single action right. army. Well, most you know, of the pieces we're talking about on here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's true. We used to joke about some stuff. One day we're like, you know, they didn't make many. This thing didn't work out. But they were like, well, I bet you in twenty years it'll be worth quadruple what right. it is now. And that, you know, that's happened. You know, in, in the sure. past, you know, when Smith did the six tens and ten millimeter, mm-hmm. remember, we blew those things out because nobody wanted to buy them. Right, it was a dog. And then what? Within five, five, six years ago, mm-hmm. they just went, they went white hot online. People were paying crazy money for those guns because oh, yeah. you just couldn't find them. They were pretty rare. But what did what Smith do? They brought brought back the six ten. Right. You know? So it's all the dollar signs. Yeah. All right, guys. Appreciate it. it. Single action army, Mike. Single you look action like, army. You look like you're happy, man. I'm quite satisfied. Yeah, I feel pretty. Good. I didn't predict that. Didn't see that one coming, but I'm happy. I could with use it. a cigarette. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be champ. You're gonna go home and play with your single action army. I'm gonna go home and play. He plays, with, right. he plays with it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Travis, Patrick, Mike, Frankie, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Another great episode of the Green Top Outdoors. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for having. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Green Top Outdoors podcast. Hunting, fishing, and all things outdoors. It's not just a hobby, it's a lifestyle. Like and subscribe to the Green Top Outdoors podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And learn more about Green Top at greentophuntfish.com.